Hey everybody, welcome to episode 300, nah, that's not right, 231 of the White Me Podcast. For a second there, I made our podcast seem a lot bigger than it actually was. The other day, so I called the other day, Colby's here, I'm Cliff, Woo. that's how this podcast rolls. Uh, I'm sitting in a Zoom meeting, and because I have all the things to make a podcast, I also use them when I'm in my Zoom meeting, so I have the best sounding Zoom meetings in the entire world. I've got like my, my camera, my ring light, my, you know, all my stuff, and uh the like marketing person for a bank like she's pretty important for a pretty big bank in the back in the east side of the country was like uh oh man i, I sit here i look at like i feel like i'm about ready to be interviewed for a podcast i'm like well i'm recording today like you know a couple hours you're like you know you want to be in it and then she's like what kind of podcast do you what's what's the name of your podcast i'm like bite me <laughs> anyway she she rolled with it it was fine uh today we're going to talk about video games not banking Although maybe a little bit of banking. Do you want to talk about banking regulations and stuff, Cole? Is that Do you want something? me to yell about Wells Fargo for the next three hours? Nah, it's probably not a good idea. The company I worked with was not Wells Fargo, just to be fair. Um, we're going to talk about xCloud a little bit. We're going to talk about Xbox a little bit and their live service. We're going to talk about uh, Sony and how they hopefully have learned some form of a lesson. That's what I'm hoping. Uh, we're going to talk about mini fridges because I Woo. want one of these real bad do you have a mini fridge uh i, I, mean, don't, I, I don't know why you would oh yeah your work yeah yeah yeah. I, i've got a mini fridge in my home and it's because my fridge at my home is incredibly small tiny it is kind of small it's like a it's like a medium fridge it's like somewhere between like a full-size grown-up fridge and like a, a mini fridge i would it be weird to have a mini fridge like upstairs in my bedroom just so i no. like didn't have to go downstairs to get drinks would that make sense yeah no i think it would make perfect sense Anyways, we're going to talk about mini fridges. We're going to talk about uh, the PlayStation 5 a little bit and how Sony has sold a lot of them. Um, we're going to talk about Max Payne 3 and L.A. Noir, which are not new video games, but we're going to talk about them anyway. And we're going to talk about some new features that Xbox is getting. Usually I try and like group all the Xbox stuff together and all the PlayStation stuff together. I did not do that today. That's fine. Uh, we got questions from Vinny Elsrath. Maybe one from Triple Trouble, my kid, but I'm not sure if we're going to ask that one or not because it... I, I, I can't wait for Elsrath is. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, I think the answer is, huh? Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to get a question from Rich. We're going to get a question from Princess Megan. We're going to talk about some new Game Pass games, some Epic Game games. Uh, Sony is not in Troll Corner this week. Um, but I mean, I'm not going to say they're not. They're not directly in Troll's Corner. How about, how's that? Um, it's like a subsidiary of Sony is in Troll's Corner this week. But that's what we got going on. Why don't we start with what you've been playing, though, Cole? I have been playing two new games. Um, I got Dalen Pocket Planet because I kickstarted it. It is by the same people who made uh, Summer and Mara. Nice. And it's really fun. Um, what kind of game is it? <laughs> oh, no. It, it is a like one of those kind of like life simmy games sure. um, where you, you know, plant crops and stuff. Um but in the same vein as Summer and Mara, which, if you haven't played it, is kind of difficult to explain because, like, you plant crops, but you don't have to, like... I mean, you have, like, four spots to plant crops. In this game, oh, you have sure. three. Um, and it's kind of interesting because, like, you're on a tiny planet. Like, that's the, it's, it's a pocket planet. Like, you can run around the entire planet in probably, I don't know, three seconds? Maybe, maybe, probably five. Um... And for the most part, you are on that planet. I've only ever visited one other planet. And so I'm like, how is this going to work? Like, <laughs> how, like, I'm spending a lot of time here. And it works out surprisingly well. Um, like, nice. the day-night cycle is, 
don't know, maybe two minutes. <laughs> um, like plants, <laughs> plants grow like in a day and a half. So it's not like, oh, I don't have anything to do. I'm like, oh, my plants are done. Um, there's like quite a bit of like, just like small stuff to do. And like, there's constantly people like stopping by your planet who are like, Hey, I need, you know, three tomatoes. Like, do you happen to have three tomatoes? I'm like, I do. Um, and just like little quests here and there, which is really strange because like, again, you're on a tiny, tiny planet and they do a really good job of making it not seem that way. That's awesome. Um, you know, like you, you're, much like in Summer and Mara, you, you know, like, I built this thing, which opens this thing, which, you know, if I build this thing, opens another thing. Sure. Um, my only complaint is as much like in Summer and Mara, like, there's not a lot of, like, instructions. So it's like, yeah. hey, I need five of these things. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to build those. I don't know if I've done the mission to build those things. Yeah. And, and so like, sometimes it's very much like, you know, guy keeps stopping by and like, how's that going? I'm like, I don't know. Come back <laughs> in a day. Cause I don't know how to build this. Um, yeah. I don't have the prerequisites for this dude. Like, can you point me to where I can go to this? Um, but other than that, it's actually really fun. Uh, I, I'm kind of interested to see how it goes because, like I looked up, I'm like, I need to get this thing. And I just don't even know how to. Um, and unfortunately, because it's a fairly new game, that is often very difficult. Yeah, but tough. like I found a video of this guy and it showed his planet. I'm like, whoa, he has things that I did not know was even possible in this game. Um, so it seems like, you know, once you get it all, f- you know, fleshed out, it will, yeah, yeah. it'll be real good. I, I wish, and I don't know what it would be, but I really dislike the... It's not even fair to say I dislike, but I think that that kind of indie idea where we're not going to tell you where anything is, like, let's go figure it out on the internet. Like, I I wonder if that just has to do with, like, hey, we yeah. we kickstarted this game, guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I get that it's, like, budgetary and yeah. stuff, but, man, like... <sighs> Sometimes it, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to talk about Spirit Fair very much because, like, I, I love that. We've game. already talked about it. It's so good. Um, they did actually, I, you know, actually, let's, just released a new. I'm going to uh, put a pin in Spirit Fair. Why don't you talk about uh, Rain on Your Parade, and then we'll talk about Spirit Fair in a minute. Okay, Rain on Your Parade just came to uh, Game Pass. I mean, it's other places too, but it is great. Um, it's like an easier uh, Untitled Goose game. Um, in that you are a cloud that has like three or four, um, like a checklist of things <laughs> that you need to do on this thing. So it, it might be like, I don't know, put out all these fires or, um, you know, just get everyone on this little level wet um, in the rain <laughs> sense. Oh. Um, you know, like one of them is there's a weatherman and you've got to follow him the entire level and just rain on him, but also get other people rained on too. And like, you've got other powers that you get eventually, like you can, you know, do thunder and snow. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, you know, like flip a car. And so you'd, you know, just put snow in front of it and they slide and flip. Um, so all it is is just like little mini levels with checklists. And like I said, it's a, it reminds me a ton of Untitled Goose Game, but like Untitled Goose Game was like, like, how do I do this? Well, I've got to steal this and, you know, do this. Yeah. Whereas like Rain on Your Parade is pretty much like, I don't know, just rain on that dude. Um, <laughs> they're not 
like at least so far it's nothing like I'm like oh I don't know how I'm gonna do this it's it's pretty straightforward sure. on what you have to do um it's got a pretty good story oddly um it's really <laughs> funny I mean not like pretty good story but like yeah, yeah, for yeah. what that is I'm like oh it's you know got a story so I guess that's good um it's quite funny there's been a, a couple things that I've you know laughed at um there's a few things where it's like, you know, you, you talk to an elder cloud and it's, you know, like, uh, oh, you know, you need to do this and you can play with this via rain bucks that you go to our store and button. Just kidding. Like, there's no microtransactions in this game because that would be awful. Um, funny. You're, you're going to like this land of, you know, like amazement, you know, where every cloud can rain and it's this beautiful land called Seattle. Um <laughs> Hey, I've been there. Yeah, it's 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 a really good game. Like I said, it's on Game Pass. I would a hundred percent recommend playing it because it's just kind of a, it's like it's not a game where you're gonna have to sit and think about it. It's a sure. chill game that you know, uh, like it seems like it would also be like a real good Switch game. Um, yeah. Where it's just it's just a chill game where you rain on people. It's that not great. You know, it's it's not real complex. I am also not real complex, so it sounds like a perfect match. Uh. That's cool. Yeah, I definitely want to check that out. Um, so Spiritfarer is a game that Colby has played and very much enjoyed. Woo. It is a game I am currently playing and very much enjoying. It is also a uh, Game Pass game. It describes itself as a cozy management game about dying, which, um, man, the other day I had to... I don't know. I guess I can't really spoil this. Um I, I escorted you, an Alzheimer's have, patient to the other side, and it was real sad. You haven't uh, gotten to Stanley yet. Yeah, I've got Stanley right now, and I'm worried about Stanley, Call, I'm, I'm real worried about Stanley. So, um, yeah, anyway, it's it's real fun. It's real sad, too. But they just passed um, 500,000 copies sold, which I guess is pretty good for a, an indie yeah. game, I guess. Um, and so they introduced the Lily update, which, uh, adds a new person to your boat called Lily. She is a purple butterfly spirit who you will, uh, add to your story. So I don't know how that works for someone like you who's already played the game. Like, yeah. Cause it does have like a definite, well, does it have a definite? No, you can actually, so there's like an end game. It... There is a end and, but you can replay it just like when sure. you do like the, like replay, it just takes you to like essentially the last save yeah um so you can do like because there was a couple missions and stuff that i needed to finish out uh, so like i assume that you just start that up and you can go get this go person. find them yeah yeah, yeah it's it's uh I, i'm kind of happy that it happened before i like uh had not you know finished playing it um so i'll be able to just add her into what yeah. i'm doing um but, you know, Spirit Fair is great, but it is kind of that, like, I got to a point in that game where, and it's, it's not, it's not rocket science, I guess, but I got to a point where I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do next. Like, I don't have really any quests. Like, I can't do any of these. They, they need materials that I don't have. And I always think it's kind of a bummer when, like, at that point in time, like, your options are just drive around until you find something or go on the internet and look it up. And, and yeah. I'm fine being the guy who just goes and, you know, on the internet and looks it up, but... At the same time, I kind of wish, like, there was just even a little bit of, like, maybe hint text, you know? Like, hey, you need a so-and-so. Like, maybe you could find those on an island to the east or, you know, something. Uh, you know, just give me something. Um, because I'm to the point now where 
almost all the like I don't want to say quests because it makes that game sound a lot more questy than it really uh-huh. is. But uh, all the things I need to do involves materials that I don't have, um, and not to say that it's not a game about exploration, but it's because it kind of is. But it's not a game that does a very good job of saying like, "Hey, you're going to this island now, and you're gonna have to go back eventually." And like it does an okay job at that, but I don't know. Um, Did you notice that if you hover over the islands, it will tell you what what's is there on that? Yeah, yeah, that's sometimes helpful. I don't know. I, the other thing that it does is it tells you I, on your map there's an indicator to show islands you haven't been to yet, which is super helpful. Except that the three islands that it's showing me right now, I can't get to get because to. my ship doesn't have the right upgrades to get there. Mm-hmm. And But it doesn't show you, like, pointers to the islands you need to go to for any of your quests. That would be far more helpful. Um, but overall, it's, it's a really good game. I've, I've enjoyed that a lot. I'm, I'm still playing Stardew as well, which is is great. Um, we did. we So I don't want to say we, like, hacked the Stardew, um, like, system here. But we did realize. So uh, there's a, let's see, probably a, a winter festival. No, it's a spring festival, I think, where um, it's, a, it's like a nighttime like farmer's market that opens up down on the docks. And one of the things you can do is you can go down on a submarine and fish underwater for like fancy nighttime fish, which is really cool. Except that we didn't really plan it very well the first time. And so we went down at like, I don't know, eight o'clock at night. And so many of the festivals are like, Hey, when this festival is over, we just transport you magically back to your house. This is not one of those festivals. Um, so we're down there. I'm like, hey guys, it's getting pretty late. We should probably <laughs> we should probably get this thing back up to the top. And and so I'm like talking to the captain. He's like, yeah, sure, no problem. And apparently it takes like a I don't know an hour to surface in this uh, in the submarine we're in. So we get back up to the top. It's like 1:30 in the morning. And in Stardew, if you are not asleep by two, it uh, automatically you just pass out. And then like JoJo Corporation, which is like I don't know the Amazon of um, of Stardew Valley, like, sends out, I don't know, Ama- like, JoJo workers to take you home. But I they take- swear, didn't the homeless dude, I, didn't he do it? No, it's Could- always it's always on, JoJo On my game, the, the, like, homeless dude would bring uh, see, me back to And that's fine. House. I would feel fine giving the homeless dude some money. Like, yeah. he can probably use it. But no, on, in, at this point, it's, it's JoJo Corp that does it. And they take 10% of your money. And at the time, I had, like... $20,000. Yeah, right. I had like twenty dollars or $25,000 and all three of us passed out. So it would have been 10% of all, like, I think it would have been six or $7,000. Yeah. So the game ends, you, you, in between every night, it gives you a, an overview of what you've done and then you hit okay and then your game saves. And so what we realized is like at that point in time, you can just not save your game, turn off your game and start it over. You'll have to do the entire day over again, but it does not cost you $6,000. And I feel like I've like hacked something like that. This is a legitimate, and I don't think I would do it all the time, but like 10,000 or 10% of like, I mean, I've had, I mean, and I'm sure once you get into the end game, you often will have yeah. tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, we've had 50 grand before and 10% of 50 grand is a lot of money to just like, I mean, that's a, that's a new stable Colby. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. So I don't know. Sturdy's good. It's, it's a lot of fun. We really enjoy playing it co-op uh, with the family. Um, 
I finally, I'm going to talk about a game called What the Dub. So uh, Joe Coleslaw, friend of the show and one of our patrons, hit me up the other day, um, popped into a voice chat with me and Colby when we were playing over the weekend. He's like, hey, do you guys want to play What the Dub? And I'm like, well, what the hell is What the Dub, Joe? And it's like the best way to say is it's, it's a Jackbox game. It's not actually a Jackbox game, but it plays like a Jackbox game. So what it is is a dude found a bunch of like public domain like movies and I don't know, probably commercials, that kind of thing. And took a bunch of clips out of them. And and what it does is, so you and, you know, someone starts hosting the game and then everybody else um, uses their cell phones to go into that game like you do with Jackbox games. So Joe streamed it live on Twitch. Um, me and Carter and my wife, Brooke, all got on our cell phones and connected into the game. And then I think Joe was probably on a cell phone too, just at his house, obviously. And, you know, you put in a code and you go to a web address, put in a code and then you're all playing. And then what it does is it'll show you a clip from this movie and it'll show you like some, te- you know, a guy talking to another guy. The first guy says his line. The second guy's line, he, you see his mouth moving, but they just blank out the sound. And then like the, the, another, the guy will answer him. And what you do is, is you go on your cell phone and you type in like a funny line that you think the second guy might have said. Um, so it's kind of like, I don't know, weird Mad Libs in a way too. And then once everybody's put in their, you know, their quote, it shows you all of the quotes back. So it'll play the, it plays the movie clip once for every person who's playing. So it would, you know, do it. And then like a robot reads the, uh, the text you entered. And then, um, once everybody's been read, then you all vote on it. And it was, we played for probably an hour and a half, two hours. And it was absolutely hilarious. Um, like with like Joe, because he was streaming on Twitch, he actually had some folks come in and, uh, play in the audience. So the audience could actually vote too. So all the players are voting, but then the audience could also vote on what they did. It was an absolute kick. I bought it on uh, PC the other day. And so we're going to try and do like a big bite me get together. I think, I think it's six players. So we'll have to get some folks together and do it because it was, I think you'd really enjoy it. Call um, Colby couldn't make it because he had a prior commitment. And by that, I mean a daughter. Um, but I think I think you'd like it. We had a lot of fun doing it. So we'll we'll uh, we'll do a bite me what the dub. Maybe get all our patrons together, or I don't know, folks from the Discord or something, and do do it some night or some morning or I don't know, some weekend or something. Because it was it was a really good time. I'm actually gonna do it. I think my work's gonna do it too as part of like a Zoom party. So it's a good time. So whether it's super cheap too. I think I paid seven dollars for it on Steam, and it's I think seven six or seven dollars on Xbox and Switch as well. So it's a good good time. Definitely check it out. Uh, next up, we are going to talk about our wonderful patrons, like Joe. Like, Joe is one of our wonderful patrons, and we're going to say his name because he is a producer-level patron that supports us at our $10 level. So, if you go to patreon.com slash bitemepodcast or bitemepodcast.com slash patreon, you will be taken, swept away, as they say, to our Patreon page where you can uh, donate one, three, seven, or $10 to us monthly and, uh, you know, help pay for the things that we use to record this podcast, stuff like that, and stickers. I've got my my magnet shipped, Cole. My magnets are going to be here real soon, so nice. patrons are going to get some stickers, they're going to get some magnets because those things are fun. Um, anyway, so if you would like to support us, that'd be great. Our $10 patrons are John Tippins, Sean Palmer, 
Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, and the aforementioned Joe Cole Jr. Uh, these folks, like I said, pay us 10 bucks a month to get their names read and uh, get early access to the podcast, a couple other things, so uh, stickers, magnets, that kind of stuff. Uh, we definitely appreciate them and all of our other patrons because uh, otherwise this podcast would cost me money and... I mean, you know, it's not the end of the world, but you know, like I'm on a fixed budget call. Like I'm like an old lady on Medicaid or something. Are you? No, not at all. Oh, okay. I actually have a job I quite like and it pays me pretty well, but you know, I, I, otherwise I'd have to ask you to pay for half hmm. of the call. I have a job I do that doesn't pay me very well. So. Hmm. Well, not everyone can be a winner, I guess. Colby, what's next? Um, News. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, right? <laughs> You're like, uh, yes, news. All right, xCloud Gaming is coming to iOS. Have you gotten an invite yet, Cole? I have not. Does it make you sad? A little bit. Makes <sighs> me a little bit sad, too. I've been, I have been a loyal Xbox customer since 2002. I mean, the way I looked at it, Cole, how many people do you think are Game Pass subscribers because of us just constantly saying, like, oh, my God, go subscribe. You don't subscribe to Game Pass and you have an Xbox? Are you stupid? Like, it's more than one. I would say that this podcast is directly responsible for multiple people becoming Game Pass subscribers, right? That's a good point. I think it's only fair that we get an invite. So, if you are a Game Pass Ultimate subscriber, you have to be you have to be an Ultimate subscriber. They are sending out beta invites to xCloud Gaming for iOS. So currently, if you have an Android phone, you don't need an invite because you just are special and you have an Android phone. But those of us stuck over here in iPhone land, um, things are a little bit different. So uh, there's no sign up for this, apparently. They're just randomly choosing people out of that kind of Ultimate list. Um, they've sent out a bunch of... Uh, Set out a bunch of invites starting on April 20th, so maybe if you were stoned and you missed it, you might want to check your email because maybe you got one there. Um, and they're just going to keep sending them out um, just over um, the next couple of months. Um, that lets you play. So now you you'll be able to play on uh, your phone on. Uh, Microsoft Edge, I guess, is the name of that browser. You'll be able to play it on Chrome, Safari, all those things. So you'll also be able to play on the PC, which is nice now. Um, previously, it was all Android. So now if you have a PC, you don't have an Xbox, and you get invited to, to this via your Ultimate subscription, you'll be able to play it on your computer as well. Um, Xbox is saying this is a time to test and learn, and uh, that they are going to continue sending out invites to people over the, the span of this testing phase in all of the countries. So if you're not in the United States, this is still available to you. It's uh, 22 supported countries. And apparently there's 100 games that are currently in this, but they're adding new ones. I mean, we talk about it every single week where new games get added to cloud. So um, I'm personally very, very excited about this. Um, and I think it's great. I don't know. You, you've been playing more on your phone too, right, Cole? Um, Yes, but not Game Pass games. <laughs> I've been yeah, playing more Apple Arcade games. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I think it's yeah. just like I I kind of want a backbone. I see and I do too, but I'm well, I'm kind of so I have thoughts, Cole. Let's talk about so if you don't know what these are, there there are two of them. One's called a backbone and the other one's made by Razer and is called like I don't know, a katana or a kafrunken thing. I don't I don't remember what it's called. It's let's see, it's a maybe it's a Kishi? A Kraken? Uh, it's a Kishi. The Razer Kishi Mobile. And so what these are is they're I don't know. It looks kind of like you took a switch and like pulled it apart and squished your phone in the middle of it. Um, yeah. 
The uh, the Razer ones seventy bucks. The Backbone is I think a hundred. Um, I, I I'm disappointed that there's no way for me to hold one of these because what I know is that the switch makes my hands hurt, and I want to know if this would also make my hands hurt or if it wouldn't be as bad because like the screen's a little smaller. I think it's a little bit lighter. Um, I don't know. It looks to me more like the like the size of a Switch Lite and not like a Switch Switch. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so Rich, friend of the show, uh, and also patron, and actually a personal friend of mine, uh, guy who does our website, makes things beautiful, um, owns one. And he says that he's not sure if you have big hands, if it'll be good. I do have big hands. Um, right. He also, yeah, well, I mean, it, you know, they say like big hands, big gloves, gloves. I guess. Yeah. Um, he did have to send his first one back after it stopped working too. He has the the backbone, hmm. so I don't know. Like I, I want to try one, but they're a hundred bucks. Like it's spending a hundred yeah. bucks for something I'm not sure I will like is hard. I'm kind of thinking that. Did you see the? Have you seen the Xbox controller that? Like it's not a first party, but Xbox kind of. Um, I don't want to say like pimps for it, but like it's it's made specifically for attaching a phone to. No. Yeah, let me see. I don't. I don't know if I'll be able to. F- it's a third party one, but it actually like has like Bluetooth built into it, so it'll go to your phone. It also has like a instead of being like one of the clip things, it looks like it kind of has like a like a, a piece that actually just kind of slots in, and your phone might attach to it better. I know this is not a good description of this at all, and I, I very much apologize. But it, it looks it looks kind of cool. Let's see. It's I know I saw it the other day on this uh, the the new x cloud thing so xbox.com slash play is where you go it's not there anymore so (laughs) all right anyway this is not this is not good radio but it it looks interesting there is a controller that is specifically designed to kind of attach a a uh a phone to so i don't know i've been doing it a lot more than i thought i ever would um and the experience is way better than I thought it would be, which is weird. Like to the point of where I'm kind of thinking about like to me, like the next phone I get will probably be like at least a consideration would be like screen size and stuff for playing video games on. You have a 12, right? 12 Pro. Yeah. And that seems to be pretty, pretty good. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I'm on a seven. We'll see. Um, can you play on an iPad? Yes, you can. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I've set it up and I've never actually done it because, like, I don't know. To me, like, by the time I've got, like, my eye... Because, uh, uh, to be honest, I play a lot of my X class or my stream to my phone gaming while I'm watching TV because mm-hmm. you can't just watch TV by itself. That's not nearly enough to do. Um, and so by the time I've, like, broken out the, the controller and an iPad to start gaming on, like, am I actually watching TV anymore or am I just playing games and a TV is running in the background? I, I don't know. It seems like... It seems like that's taking it just a little bit too far, maybe. But maybe yeah. not. I don't know. Um, anyway, that uh, that is the news about xCloud coming soon. So if you're a, an Ultimate subscriber, be on the lookout for that. Xbox, as well, will no longer be requiring Xbox Live to play free-to-play online games, which I'm interested. So this is... How many people do you think this affects, Cole? Because people are, are really up in arms about this, but how many people do you think own an Xbox and don't subscribe to Xbox Live? Do you think it's a lot? So Xbox Live, that's so the, that's 
that's the fifty, sixty dollar a year subscription that lets you play online. Essentially, gets you you know four free games a month, but doesn't give you Game Pass. But does not give you Game Pass. I don't like. I would guess it's more than you'd think. But I think, I don't you think it's just like folks without people? internet. No, because it, no, it's not. You have so, to have internet. I I assume so, it's people that I mean, because you can get the those for like thirty five bucks. So maybe it's just people who want to play i don't know yeah, so, i don't I mean, get it this this changes specifically at folks that want to want to play a game like fortnite that is free to play mm-hmm. but don't want to have to subscribe to xbox live to get it and like five years ago eight years ago like i could kind of see this like it, like xbox live used to be one of those things that it would come around and i'm like oh i've got to subscribe to live again <laughs> um and then, I, you know, in my head, I go like, well, but I get a lot of free games this way. And that's pretty cool. Um, and so I never like it. It was never something like I've I've never not had a live subscription for probably the last. I don't know, eight years, maybe yeah. probably at least since I got my, my first Xbox one, um, because the 360 was a little bit finicky because like it didn't have built in Wi-Fi. Yeah. So, you know, but since I've had my Xbox one, I'm sure I've had uh I'm, I'm sure I've had live, which means that I've probably had it for at least eight years. Um, but so as of today, if you want to play any free to play game and currently there's apparently 50 of them that uh, this supports. And so it's stuff like Fortnite, um, but also stuff like that. I've never heard of like battle Island commanders or battle island commanders but the interesting thing is this does include like crackdown and crackdown 2 so like if you want to play the multiplayer of crackdown 2 and don't have live it'll support that i guess now Um, but it also includes like apex legends and brawlhalla um like some of the dead or alive games doritos crash course um you know so i I mean i'm not going to say that this is bad i just think it's kind of I think it's strange that people are this excited about it because I just can't imagine. Um, I just can't imagine this being that big of a deal. But, but maybe it is. I, I guess my long and short of it would be is if you have an Xbox and you don't have Game Pass, which includes live. Well, I guess Ultimate includes live. I, I don't know. Fifteen bucks a month seems way more sense to me than yeah this. But whatever. You know, I, for those people, congratulations! You can now play Fort, Fortnite for sixty dollars a year cheaper. I guess. Whatever. All right, Sony. Uh, my headline is actually Sony effed around and found out. Um, this is a kid's podcast, so I don't say that F word very often. Um, as we have put Sony in Troll Corner multiple times over the last two, three weeks, four, uh, they were going to close the PlayStation 3, the Vita, and the PlayStation Pro. Is that what PSP stands for? PlayStation? Yeah. No. P- yeah. Uh, portable. Portable, PlayStation Portable, thank you, store um, at the end of the summer. They have since decided that might be a bad idea after the entire internet said, you're going to do what? Um, I do kind of wonder how this affects those poor developers who, like, had a game that they were going to make. And then, like, well, I guess we're going to cancel this game. And then they're like, it's on again. Um, so the good news is they have decided not to close the PS3 store. They have also decided not to close the Vita store. The bad news is they are still closing the PSP store as of July 2nd. Um, but you know, I, I think the interesting thing is, is, is so this is a, 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 uh, quote from, I don't know, what's, what's the dude, Jeff something that, uh, sure. Yeah. 
Jeff. I don't know. He's the guy that Jim Ryan. His name is not Jeff. His name is Jim. He's the CEO of PlayStation. His name is apparently not as memorable as uh, some other folks. His his quote is, when we initially came to the decision to end purchasing support for the PS3 and PS Vita, it was born out of a number of factors, including commerce support challenges for older devices and the ability for us to focus our resources on newer devices where a majority of our gamers are playing. We now see that many of you are incredibly passionate about being able to continue purchasing classic games on the PS3 and PS Vita for the foreseeable future. So I'm glad we were able to find a solution to continue operations. Like, you know, the solution was you just don't stop, I guess. I I don't know. This just really... This really says to me that the entire thing was based on, you know, we've got this column in the spreadsheet that says we don't sell many PS3 games. And so we can just turn that off, right? You know, only, only 1% of our players ever buy PS3 games. And they're like, well, yeah, but no one really thought that there was 120 million of you, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I don't know. It's like good on Sony for doing the right thing. I don't know why it took. Eventually. Eventually. I think that's the thing is, I mean, we first talked about this, what? five weeks ago like i mean let's be honest call this broke as a rumor and sony yeah. didn't say anything for what two weeks week and a half they yeah. so easily they saw the outrage they saw how pissed people were they saw how worried people were they so easily could have said oh no 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 no, that that's just a rumor don't you worry we would never do that to you and come out as the good guys but instead they like doubled down on like oh no this is actually true sorry mm-hmm. and now just look I'm not going to say dumb because like, I'm sure the people that care probably are, are happy that they've made this decision, but like kind of, kind of dumb, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's a real weird, like, uh, did they not realize that people were not going to be happy about this? I don't know. I, I, you know, I guess the thing is like, what I would compare it to is recently when Xbox got a little egg on their face by saying they were going to, I think double the price of Xbox live. Um, they saw how bad people's reactions to it was and changed their mind the same day. Like day, yeah. it was, it was like eight hours later. They're like, shoot our bad. Sorry, man. Um, the, the super, you know, soccer league in thing that involved like six billionaires coming together, fix this faster than Sony did. Yeah, It's just weird to me. I don't, I, I, there's no reason to harp on it, but I don't understand what Sony's doing. I don't, it's like a corporation run by robots. Like they just like, they're like must make more profit and not that that isn't every corporation, but most corporations are better at hiding it. Cole. (laughs) Like I think that's the thing is, is like most companies at least try and convince you via their Instagram posts that they love all of you equally. And Sony is just like, I don't know. I don't get it, but whatever. It's fine. Uh, Xbox mini fridges are real Colby and I want one. <laughs> so if you, uh, I think Snoop Dogg has one of these, I believe his is not a mini fridge. It's a full size fridge. He, the fine folks at Xbox gave him a, a refrigerator. These are based on the Xbox series X looking like a refrigerator and they do. Um, and that's fine. Like I'm very happy with my refrigerator. It sits on top of my, my little console shelf and it looks great. Um, but what started out as a joke actually ended up being real because I guess Xbox and Skittles got pushed into some sort of weird online Twitter thing where I think people were trying to vote between whether people would rather have a, an Xbox fridge or some sort of Skittles something. I don't, I don't know what Skittles was going to do, but Xbox was was like, yeah, it was like the best. 
like online presence. I don't know. It's really, it was super weird. But apparently, weird. Xbox like squeaked a win in, and so now we're actually making <laughs> these these. Uh, Xbox mini fridges. Uh, Aaron Greenberg, who is the head of marketing for Xbox, says, we got our first look at designs this week and we sent some notes back. Uh, he did not share any specifics about the design or what those notes were. And we don't know anything about the price, release date, or the actual final design, but they had a picture of it. And I will say one thing, the inside of it glows green. And I absolutely Damn. hope that that's a thing. Um I'm I mean, not, I guess I could just put in, like, a green bulb in mine. <laughs> I mean, you could, but, like, it also looks like an Xbox Series X. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say that this is, like, a day one purchase for me, but if they release these into the public and they are not outlandishly expensive... Um, they'll be pretty They'll be pretty pricey. I, I, I want one. Um, I'll, I will guess that they're going to run, like, three... Three fifty. I would pay three hundred dollars for one. I think, like two fifty three. I might buy. I might buy one of those. I don't know. I uh, I was just thinking how I'm, I'm hoping that my home will have a pool in like the next five months or so, and uh, I was just thinking how perfect it would be to have my little Xbox mini fridge out by the pool. That'd be pretty great. Put some drinks in yeah. there. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, next up, Sony has sold a lot of PlayStation 5s. Like, no matter what I think about them, and no matter how badly I think they present themselves to the marketplace as a whole, PlayStation 5 gamers just do not care. They really just don't. Uh, the PlayStation 5 is the fastest selling console in U.S. history in both a unit and per dollar amount. Um, it is, uh, it's sold a lot of them. Uh, a lot, a lot, a lot. And I cannot actually find that number. I hope that's not relevant to any of you. <laughs> Just sold a lot. The funny thing is, is the Nintendo Switch has continued uh, to be, was actually still the best-selling console, um, both in numbers and in, uh, like, dollars spent in March. So <laughs> it's uh, PlayStation 5 beat it in quarter uh, Q1, though. So I don't know. I, I, I guess the thing is, is I... We don't have any idea where Xbox sits in that because Xbox doesn't release those numbers. So, you know, I whatever. Um, end of the day, like, I do not care because more systems in the wild are better for everyone. Like, I, I just want all of them to sell really well. I want the Switch to sell really well. I want, I want the everyone to, to have a good time. I, you know, I want everyone to be able to get the console they want. I, uh, I want... Uh, I want people to be able to buy the ones they they want. I want them to be able to play games on the one they want. Like it's not my thing, but I'm glad that people are happy. I'm glad that people are able to get systems. And it also makes me wonder, man, if 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 there was not a console shortage right now, how many of these would have sold? Like absolutely, yeah. how many would have these sold? So it's great. Um, apparently, year to date hardware spending in the first three quarters has totaled 1.4 billion dollars, which is an 81 percent increase year over year from last year. So it's a lot. Absolutely a lot. Uh, next up, Max Payne. You, you've have you ever played Max Payne three? Call. I only played the first one. Yeah, I beat it. Nice. I've, I've played all three. Did you play La Noir? A little bit uh, when it first came out. I I tried to play it, but I think I'm face blind. <laughs> yeah, I I, <laughs> I I ran into that same problem where like, did he lie? I'm like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> 
I was not good at it. Uh, if you have both of those games, or either of those games, really, or they have ever interest you, now is the time to purchase them. Rockstar made all of their DLC for Max Payne 3 and L.A. Noir on PC absolutely free. So you can just go grab all the DLC for those and uh, and play it. It just, like, th- there's not been a big, like, anything newsy. It's just been, like, hey... Here's all your DLC for free. Looks like it's mostly in Steam. So I don't know. I'd kind of like to play Max Payne Three. I love the first one. Do you think that holds up? It's like a 2010 game. Like I don't know. I heard a lot of people talk about how much they loved Max Payne Three, and I don't know. I thought it was okay. Okay. Um. I you know. It's nine years old at this point, and they still want 20 bucks for it on Steam. That seems like a lot of money for an I old, old video game. I own it on disc, I think. <laughs> you just want to no mail that to yeah, me, I could, Cole? Yeah, I could. I'll, I'll mail you Max Payne 3 when I find it. I, uh, I'm apparently not old enough to view the Max Payne 3 page, which is a kind of a bummer. I said That'll I was born in 1987. You. That that seems like I should be old. You enough were not to. born in 1987. I wasn't. I just picked it. Yeah, it's, I'm not permitted to view this material at it, this time. It knows your line. <laughs> anyway, twenty bucks seems like a lot to pay for a nine year old game, but whatever. I did find out I actually have a CD player in my computer the other day. I kind of forgot I put one of those in. I went to rip some CDs because I guess that's a thing you do in 2021. And I like <laughs> got my external hard drive. I'm like, wait, do I have an internal hard drive or a CD ROM? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I do. So if you find those discs, call mail them mail them out. Here. That's what I'm saying. Okay. You're not going to find those discs. No, I'm not going to so, find those discs. It's okay. It's all right. Uh, finally, last news of the day. Xbox is getting uh, some new quick resume features. So these have not actually hit Xbox proper yet. But if you have a Series X or a Series S, um, very soon, um, these are actually in testing right now. If you're in the Insider program, I believe, you have access to these, where uh, they actually will show you all the games that you have uh, quick resume save states for. So there'll be like an addition to the menu where you'll be able to see all the games you have in quick resume, switch between them, but also um, delete them out of there. So like obviously they take some space. So the, the quick resume feature, what it looks like it does is it, like that stuff's not in RAM all the time. It just creates probably like a like a save state of that game where you are kind of on the hard drive. And so like if you played a game a month ago and never quick resumed it, that will stay there for some amount of time. This will actually allow you to delete those to free up a little space. So that's kind of cool. I don't know. I Quick resume to me is one of the cooler features of uh, of the Xbox. Every time it like pops up, this game supports quick quick resume i'm like oh cool that means i don't have to wait for anything but yeah at the same time man the load speeds on the series x and the series s are uh-huh. so freaking fast that like i i have not booted up my my xbox one x since i got my series x for a lot of obvious reasons but i i very much wonder what it would be like to go back to that like if it would be super noticeable because i'm worried that it would be super noticeable so i boot mine up uh, quite often is it super noticeable not- I don't know. I don't play games on it. I've just got um, uh, a login to HBO Max on that one. So it's currently my I steal HBO Max from someone and it's on that because I don't remember the password. <laughs> That's funny. That's so funny. I have to start it up every couple of days so that it doesn't log me out. <laughs> That's... That's fine, Cole. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> All right. Where are we going? Oh, uh, uh, questions. Yo, Vinny. Hey. Hey, yo, Vinny. Hey, yo. <laughs> Vinny. 
Vinny wants to know if you could cross any franchise, uh, any game, movie, TV, etc., and make it into an open world narrative game. What would you want that to be? I'm just gonna choose something like really awful, like bad, boring. <laughs> Ishtar, the open yeah. world adventure. Yeah. Have you um, Star Wars? I mean, always. So, have you ever heard of the TV show? And I'm, I just finished watching this. Well, I've Star Wars is a good choice, but <laughs> no, like I would always choose that. But I'll, I'll try and think of something different. I mean, Star Wars is such a good choice, but man, like Star Wars games are so. Well, I assume this is going to be good. I don't, <laughs> like, know, I don't think like like uh, we're going to do it. And we're going to hand it over to EA. It might <laughs> be shit. Suck. You never know. <laughs> um, they're remastering. They may cancel it. I don't know. Like there's rumors that they're remastering Kotor again. Call <laughs> it's back in the news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once every three weeks. This must be our like what quarterly <laughs> Kotar is getting redone. Notice. Yeah. Um, have you have you ever heard of the the TV show? Um, Winona Earp, and I know this sounds real weird. It's on Sci-Fi. Yeah, you, I think you talked about it on. It's got a uh, it's got a really interesting plot. Um, where so uh, Wyatt Earp of the Wyatt Earp fame, I guess like he's he's famous. Um, killed a bunch of bad guys in his life, and somehow his family was cursed with um, happens. Yeah, right. So every time. Someone in his so when he died there was a curse, and uh, it meant that all of his relatives would every time one of them would die all of the people that he killed would come back as like kind of like not zombies but like because they're they're human um I don't know just like evil demons I guess kind of and the only way to break the curse is if his kid could or if his next relation could kill all of them there's like. 85 of them or 90 of them and he's got a special gun that you use to kill him and and you know all these things um but like the plot's kind of interesting in that you know it's you don't have any choice really about what you're doing um you kind of have to do this because you know otherwise these things just kill people and whatever but it's and so they're not quite zombies they're actually quite smart but i could see that working really well as like kind of an assassin's creed kind of game or even like a like, I don't know, you could use the Nemesis system if you can, like, get the patent to open world hunt and kill all of these different uh, people. And, like, it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird franchise, I guess, because, like, it's, like I said, it's a kind of cheesy TV show on sci-fi. And you know how sci-fi is. But, like, I, do. I could, I could really see how it could work really well as a video game where, because, like, the part of the the show is is like researching the history of where these people are and who they are and figuring out the relationship between um different ones and like knowing like her sister is like the researcher and so she'll you know because it's history and it's all this kind of one general area they can say like oh he was a blacksmith when you know he was killed so maybe he has something to do with you know working with metal and that kind of stuff um and it sounds like it sounds dumb but i think it actually could really work um tv show is pretty good too so uh, uh, another kind of, I think, good uh, option would be the Jim Butcher. What are those books called? Oh, the Dresden Files. Is that Dresden right? Dresden Files. Yeah. I mean, it was also a TV show. Um, it was also a graphic novel. Yeah, it would make an, uh, an interesting open world game. So remind me um, now, he is a vampire or he hunts vampires? No, he's he's a wizard. Yeah, that's right. Does he hunt vampires? Are there vampires in those uh, books? They're they're probably yeah, there's a vampire in the books. Yeah. I think his brother is a vampire. 
That's um, right. Yeah. Just all sorts of supernaturally things. Yeah, I um, can see that. The Dresden Files are excellent books. If you're like a reader, there's like 15 or 16 of them, and they're excellent. Yeah, they're really good. Um, but I, however, am just going to stick with Star Wars. because <laughs> I mean, Star Wars is a good I mean, choice. Star Wars is always a good a, choice. I've got a Star Wars tattoo. Yeah, I, that's a good point. That's a good point. You can't not. Um, what do you think a Star Wars open to. world game would be like? So, I mean... Awesome? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I could get into that. Like, what do you think... So, I'm I'm a pretty firm... When I when I think of Star Wars games, I think the further you stay away from Jedis, the better off you are. I tend to sometimes disagree. Really? Yeah. I, th- I enjoy... the. I thought how they originally did Jedi in uh, Star Wars Galaxies worked out fairly well. And that that was where you were just born, right? It was like randomly kind of things, and so randomly you would have Jedi. So there wasn't a ton. Yeah, and, um, and no, I think that works. But like, so you're talking a you're talking a single player open world game. Mm-hmm. So do, are you a Jedi in this case, or are you not a Jedi? I would assume either Jedi or bounty hunter. Bounty um, hunter's good. I see, and I think I would rather hunter, have a bounty hunter. Yeah, I think I would too. I think the problem with Jedi is, is either. Like the problem with having a Jedi where you gain powers over time is either it feels kind of stilted to me. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a Jedi and I should be more powerful than this. Yeah. Um, but also at some point in time, you are going, you should be more powerful than kind of everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actually thinking about that. I, uh, someone was talking about, uh, no, what was that? Like kind of souls like Jedi. Yeah. I don't remember. Game. Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, that uh, I think that game would be awesome if you could just literally tear through everyone. Yeah, um, like I think that would be kind of awesome. Make an open world game where you're basically a god. Yeah. I mean, like where the only thing you have to worry about is other, like you know, the Sith. Yeah, um, like you know, yeah, there's tons of stormtroopers, but you can tear through those guys if you want to. So, um, I just finished uh, watching the boys. Which is another very good show. It's on Amazon Prime. If you've not seen that, yep. it's very good. And kind of the, I don't want to say the 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 plot of of the boys, but like kind of one of the the things it deals with is that if a person answers to no one, um, at some point in time, like they will lose all of their humanity. Like that uh-huh. that when 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 you can without. I mean, like, first of all, there's nothing that anyone can do to to stop you. There's also nothing anyone can do to punish you. When your solution to everything could be, I'm just going to kill you if I don't like what you're saying, um, at what point in time do you just become a monster by default? And I kind of, I would, I would, I think that would make a very, very interesting plot um, in a Star Wars game. Um, Yeah, yeah. Because I think, I don't think that, that Star Wars is very good at showing that. Um, in the, in the, the movies and stuff, no, I think it is kind of brought up in the like kind of extended, extended universe, universe that I don't think exists anymore. Yeah. That like that really, you know, what did the Jedi do? Like there's still like slavery on planets, yeah. like, you know, kind of thing. Like they're, they're space cops that are real ineffective. Well, like religious space cops too. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. like, 
I think when you really, really, I mean, this isn't a Star Wars podcast. It doesn't need to be, but like Ooh, when you, can we? yeah, I know. I don't, I don't know if I know enough about Star Wars to do a Star Wars podcast call. You'd have to, you'd have to head that one up. Um, but when you really, really think about what Jedi are, like the odds of the odds of there being good Jedi, when you take their morality as a whole, as people would view it, it's probably very, very, very small. Um, like they're either going to be like religious fundamentalists or they're just going to be bad. Um, like there's, and like they could think they're good, but it seems unlikely that they would be long-term. I think I'd, I'd like to play that game though, where a game that really dealt with the morality of good versus evil yeah. and not, not in the like fable kind of way. Like, like, you know, if you, you, no, no, I think that you could really do that where like, I don't know, you're a Jedi who goes to, you know, a planet where the transitions are just using, you know, Wookiee slave yeah. labor. And you're like, Hey, can we fix this? They're like, ah, nah, we got to go do this. And you're like, but, but yeah. this, and I understand too. Like, I mean, I, that, that, that even could be part of it though, is like understanding the, um, the pull between, you know, the pull of limited resources, you know, yes, you can, you can, you can stop Wookiee slavery, but <laughs> there's a thousand of us at their height and there's, there's a galaxy guys, yeah, you know, it's, it seems to me that that, that is a, a, a space that does not get explored in Star Wars very much that I would think would be very interesting. Um, well, I think there's actually like, I, I want to say that it deals with in some of the books that like a lot of people didn't mind the empire because at least the empire brought order stable. to yeah. the galaxy, you yeah. know, like when, when they, you know, broke up the empire, well then you have, you know, like a power vacuum yeah. and yep. it all goes to hell. Well, and I mean, the, I think the same thing, I mean, not, I think the same thing can be said of Nazi Germany is people, yeah. people like when there's order. Um, people like when you know what to expect. People don't like, things that are people like to know that you know tomorrow you'll wake up and be able to do the same thing again because you know your house didn't get blown up but uh i don't know i think i think there's some very interesting moral questions you could ask in a star wars universe if it wasn't owned by disney um probably all right next question elsa rath um this is this is actually going to be probably the (laughs) worst question that we've ever answered what is your favorite bob's burger episode colby Okay, cliff you go first because i don't want to accidentally get the the same one i liked the one where the guy that owns a burger Bob. place, presumably Bob, gave a burger to his daughter. Oh, what's the daughter's name, Cliff? I don't remember. I think there's also a wife, maybe. <laughs> yep, Perhaps. Yep, yep. Um, uh, is there a horse? Maybe there's. I, I don't think there's a horse. <laughs> that's that's Bojack. Oh shoot, 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 shoot. Yeah, I've seen Bojack Horseman. I've never seen Bob's Burgers. <laughs> have you ever? His daughter's name is Tina. Have you ever actually seen an episode of it? I watched the first season, but like when it aired. So what you're saying is your favorite um, episode is an episode from the first season. I like the funny thing is so when did it started in 2011 so That's we're a talking a ago. decade ago yeah. I literally do not remember a single thing about it and like I keep going like I should watch it because he- I hear it's really good but just I never got around to it so I don't know probably something in the first season seems seems good to me um mm. remind me Colby when we end this podcast to read you something I just saw on Facebook I would share it with the, the class but it's probably best that I don't. 
Maybe later. We'll see. Uh, so my kid asked a question, but it was all about the Oculus event today, and it wasn't very interesting. So we're just going to skip right over Check that. that. Uh, Rich Deacon wants to know, uh, what is your what's your favorite pizza? Um, but so this is this is a two parter favorite pizza. And if you could only pick a pizza with one topping, what would it be? So just one topping. So both. What's your favorite? So what's my favorite? I mean, like, it might be the same answer. (laughs) So, um, I will say I am not a huge fan of pizza because, well, okay. I'm a huge fan of pizza, but I'm also not a huge fan of pizza. Interesting. Um, Oh, that's because you like tomato sauce. If, yeah. If, yeah, if I'm eating pizza by myself, huge fan of pizza because I can make a pizza any way I want it. And usually that includes me going like, hey, I don't want any sauce on it. They're like, that's weird. You're having pizza dough with like cheese on it. I'm like, and <laughs> those are just breadsticks, Colby. <laughs> sir, do you? Um, so you don't like other pizza? Like, I mean, because like, do you like like white sauces or yes. Okay. Um, I do like white sauce. I like, you know, the thing. I just don't, I'm not a huge fan of pizza sauce. Yeah. No, I didn't say Um, and so like, if I do it, I'm like, can we get light pizza sauce? Cause I don't like pizza. And I'm also not like a huge fan of like everything. Like I like onions. I like peppers. I like things. I generally don't like them on pizza. Interesting. Um, like, so a uh, veggie pizza, I'm like, no, thank you. Um, if there's mushrooms or black olives on it, I'm like, well, I won't touch it because those things hide. Like, <sighs> I, there's nothing worse than biting into a pizza and going like, oh, sweet, a black olive. Great. My day's ruined. <laughs> um, it ruins your entire day? Entire oh, day. that sucks. Um, so, like, I really like um, cheese pizza. Sure. Um but like loaded with cheese yeah like a four cheese pizza so Domino's, and like i will say sometimes give Domino's a try yeah and it's very interesting because some people are like oh Domino's here is awful and i'm like that's weird because the Domino's i go to really good um and like but i you know i think it is kind of like from place to place it depends Little Caesars um, in Michigan was great because Little Caesars is from Michigan, and I think like they just had like when the boss can drop in at any time, like they were just better. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, but like I like to get Little Caesars with that's uh, like a Parmesan white sauce, mm. Parmesan garlic. I think yeah. I want to say, and um, just like load it with cheese, yeah. and uh, it's horrible for you. I can only assume because you know. Um, it's loaded with cheese, cheese but uh, it's it's so good, and I really like it. And um, so like I mean, I think if I just had to choose one topping, it might be cheese. But on the other hand, I also occasionally get it loaded with cheese and then just add sausage to the top. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Um, and that's really good too. So I don't know, cheese, sausage. I I depends on you know. How much meat I'm eating, sure. I guess. But yeah. uh, it's uh, it's I like I like cheese. I I think that's I like melted cheese. I don't I don't really like like non melted cheese, but I love melted cheese. Interesting. <laughs> um, I like all pizzas. I like pizza so much. Like I could easily eat pizza like probably three four nights a week. 
Um, probably my favorite pizzas. Um, I like a really good, like just classic margarita pizza. Um, a lot. Um, mod pizza has a, a pizza called the Olivia that I like. It's a, uh, like a pesto base it's named after my kid, it's named after your kid, a pesto base. And then it's got like mozzarella and Asiago cheese and then tomatoes. And then they put like this fig glaze on the top. That's really good. I think that's the one I had when I went there yeah. minus the tomatoes. Yeah, it's real good. Um, I like, um, Giordano's, 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 I don't know, the Chicago style pizza a lot. Um, they have a cheese and spinach one that's really good that I like a lot. Um, and then Pier 49 pizza, which only exists in Utah, I believe. Maybe, maybe they may have expanded out of there a little bit, but when Colby and I lived in Park City, we used to go there every once in a while. They have one called the Tourist. And it's uh, got an Alfredo base and then spinach and then six kinds of cheese on it, which is spectacular. So, but I mean, I, I dig uh, like barbecue chicken pizza mm-hmm. a lot. I'm kind of disappointed that barbecue chicken pizza wasn't really a thing um, before I stopped eating meat. Like, I think barbecue chicken pizza kind of became kind of in vogue in like the early 2000s. So I've never had one. So Sounds here's good, the thing, Cliff. You don't have to put chicken on it. You can get barbecue sauce. And um, cheese, and then put like uh, sliced potatoes on. Oh, that sounds good. I used to really like the uh, the Perrin Gorgonzola pizza from uh, um, CPK, uh, California Pizza Kitchen. Unfortunately, most of them have closed. There's not any here anymore, uh, which is kind of a bummer. But yeah, it was. They had a pizza with like I think like a white sauce or garlic sauce, and then they put um, pear slices on it with. What's the what's the nuts that's in um, pine nuts? No, it wasn't pine nuts. It's the nuts that are in um, oh shoot that like hazelnuts. It was hazelnuts. Um, I thought it was pine nuts because I don't like hazelnuts. It was nuts. absolutely not pine nuts, but pine nuts would have probably been really good on it. And then it had gorgonzola cheese, and then they put like a salad on top of it with more <laughs> gorgonzola cheese in it. It's really good. Um, and either way, pizza's good. If I have to choose one topping, um, it's probably pineapple. I like a cheese and pineapple pizza a lot. Um, I also really like a good veggie pizza. So I, I the only place I hate olives. The only place in the world I eat olives is on pizza. So oh, they're so awful. Yeah, I know they are terrible, but I, I like them cooked on pizza. Dogs won't eat nope, them. Nope. But I like According them. According to this, it was toasted walnuts. Uh, definitely not walnuts. It's, I'm like ninety percent sure it's hazelnuts. Hazel. What does a hazelnut look like? They're big. Yeah, it's hazel. It was hazelnuts. Yeah. Definitely. Maybe not. Who cares? But I can't eat it anymore anyway because it's not on the menu and there aren't any in this state. So it's all good. Uh, all right. Next question. Final question. Princess Megan says, what is your favorite dessert? And building on... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, our Deacon's question. Does anyone ask what style of pizza you prefer yet? So not... Uh, so let's... F- dessert first. What's your favorite dessert, Cole? <sighs> dessert? Yeah, I love all of them. I mean, like, I'm, I'm not picky. Um... I don't, um... What's the best dessert you've ever had? Can you think of, like, what like the best dessert you've ever had mm, is? I don't know. Probably something from Bambara or Baramba or whatever it's called. They have called. good food. Um, I honestly don't... Like, I mean, like, I like all types of dessert. All, you know, I like ice cream. I like pie. I like... Cake? I mean, some pie. Yeah. I like cake. I like, uh, you know, cookies. I like, I mean... You don't get a amazing body like this by not liking dessert. <laughs> so, so we've had we've uh, created kind of a bad um, 
quarantine habit of going to McDonald's and buying dollar large Cokes um, more often than we should, far more often than we should. Um, but the other day we were like, this is probably a month ago, we were driving through and the guy at the driving through windows goes like, hey, you guys want a free Shamrock Shake? Like we have an extra one. Like I guess someone didn't get it or, or whatever. And I'm like, yes. We spit in it. <laughs> whatever. I just stir it up. It's fine. Um, and I'm like, yes i'm like wouldn't anyone and he's like no you'd be surprised like sometimes they'll try and give one of these away and people just say no and i'm like do i look like i've ever said no to a shake ever in my entire life but uh it's kind of like when you go to like uh i don't know starbucks and get one of their frozen things they're like do you want uh whipped cream on that i'm like do people not want whipped cream on it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. The, it, I'm going to have a sugar-free half-calf skim milk. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, I, one thing I will say I miss is uh, Utah has this, this like ice cream place called Leatherby's. Um, and they have really good ice cream, but also like incredible caramel sauce. And I miss that. Like I miss that a lot. It's the whitest place oh, you will it ever is go. Abs- it's so white and so Mormon that you can't even imagine it if you've never lived in Utah. But yeah, it's it's a it's a place. Good, 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 good ice cream though. So uh what kind of style of PTD prefer call? Like so I just I just can I say my tell my favorite uh Le- leather sure, I don't, story? Um, so Leatherbees has a jukebox. Yes, they do. Um, and I went over to the jukebox and went like, ah, cool. They got Inagata <laughs> DeVita on it. Now, normally, if you have Inagata DeVita, there's like a radio version, which is... Three and a half minutes long, four minutes long. Yeah, three and yeah. a half, four minutes long. Cuts out the like, I don't know, eight minute drum solo in it, but not Leatherbees. Leatherbees has the full like... 13 minutes minute, I think. in it. So, um, also, it was like a dollar. And if you feed like three bucks in, you can just play in it a Godavita three times in a row. And you're only going to be there for one, but other people may not be. <laughs> and so I don't know what it was for. I was there on like a, like a maybe after a dance or something and just like put in it a Godavita. And like you could tell people like, Okay, at first, because, you know, it's a dun-dun-dun. And people are like, yeah, yeah. And then, like, it gets the drum solo, and you can see people like, drum solo's been going on a long time. A lot of bongos. <laughs> and then it goes back into the dun-dun-dun. And, like, long song. And then, like, you know, stops. And people kind of do it. And then straight back into dun-dun-dun. <laughs> and then you can tell people getting pissed. And by that time, I'm like, I'm done with my ice cream. See everyone. <laughs> and, uh... Any place that has a jukebox, I'm just going to put out. Do not put a, like, you know, 15-minute song with eight minutes of drum solo in your <laughs> That's jukebox. Amazing. I will just close that out by saying, do you remember when we used to make out to this hymn, Marge? <laughs> um, favorite style of pizza call. So, like, you know, New York style, thin crust, deep dish. Like, what's your what's your preference in pizza? I like pan pizza. Pan pizza is good. Pan pizza is real good. I'm a, if I have my, my choice, I like a good Chicago style. The weird thing for me is I want it either Chicago style. I want it like to be an inch and a half thick casserole or like super thin crust. I like a real, like really thin crust pizza, like nothing in between. So those, those are my choices. All right. We should really move our question section to the end call. So people who actually want to talk about video games, like don't have to listen to us ramble on about 
stuff for 20 minutes. Maybe pizza and in a guy. Maybe people like that. I don't, I don't know. I've never understood what is appealing about our podcast. So I, I like to think of a podcast as I in, envision no one listening <laughs> it's just you and um, me talking and, and telling weird stories just me yep and like uh, structured <laughs> um and i don't know i guess if people do whatever but like i constantly listen to like podcasts where they're like well if anyone's made it this far i'm like i don't think i've ever like skipped the middle of a podcast <laughs> like i'm listening to a podcast what else am i doing yeah. like uh, so there's always people, but like every podcast I listen to always has an episode where they're like, who wants to listen to people talk about their lives for two minutes? I'm like, I don't know. I just zone out if I don't want to like <laughs> all good. Keep, keep doing it. Like, yeah, it's all good. I, uh, I, Colby and I used to sell pictures at a farmer's market. And really this podcast is just a slightly condensed version of me and Colby sitting on lawn chairs at a farmer's market at like 7 a.m. talking about video games for four hours, eating breakfast, and occasionally trying to sell some photography. But mostly just us sitting on lawn chairs talking about video games. Um, it's pretty much every our Saturday and Sundays, except I yell about politics yeah, less. Yeah, absolutely that. Absolutely that. Uh, it all works out. Cheap free games. Uh, MLB The Show. <laughs> 21 is on Game Pass right now, <laughs> which I like a lot. Uh, available cloud and console, and I just can't get over how funny I find that. Uh, also, uh, April 22nd, which is tomorrow, or today, if you're listening to this podcast, probably, uh, Fogs is coming out on PC. And if you've never played mm-hmm. Fogs... Um, it scared the hell out of my kid. <laughs> it's so cute. Imagine like a, a super stretchy dachshound, but that it has a head at both ends. Um, and mm-hmm. one person controls one head and one person controls the other head. Or I guess if you're playing it multiplayer, maybe yeah. it is twin sticked or something. I've only ever played it. Go on. Yeah. Single player. You, you do, you control both heads. I've only ever played it co-op and I've only ever played it mm-hmm. at PAX, honestly. But then you just like s- go through the levels and solve different problems with this two headed dog. It's a lot of fun. But mm-hmm. yeah, I can see like from the body horror side of, of things, how I, no, no, that's not what oh, scared her. Well, Ball fell off a cliff. Your kid's super special, Cole. Uh, Second Extinction is in game preview coming uh, April 28th to Cloud Console and PC. It is uh, Second Extinction tasks you and up to two friends with fighting bloodthirsty mutant dinosaurs in a bid to reclaim Earth. But be warned. These carnivores have an appetite for war. I, (laughs) I can't even imagine what that game is, but... I guess I'll find out in like six or seven days. Uh, April 29th, come to Cloud Console and PC. Destroy All Humans is, uh, the, I think that's that remade version of Destroy All Humans. Yeah, looks it looks good. Is. It looked like a lot of fun. It got pretty good reviews too. And then uh, on April 30th, coming to Cloud, you can play Fable 3 and Fable Anniversary. Um, find out uh, exactly why they call them, uh, what, crispy chicks? Crunchy chicks? Yeah. 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 Crunchy chicks. Uh, Fable Anniversary actually is, I played it eh, probably... Four years ago, maybe. Um, really good. Looks still looks really good. I uh, Fable was. I don't want to say ruined for me, um, but the the way I've played Fable is I bought Fable and then like I played a little bit and then you came over to my house and like, hey, what's Fable like? I'm like, I don't know. It's right here. You can play it. And I watched you play like the first two hours of it and then I pretty sure I owned Fable and brought it over could to your house. Be that because I own. Well, Fable. so so do I. Um, and I, and the reason I think I own it is because then, um, our friend Mitch came over and did the same thing. Like, what's this fable about? I'm like, here, you can play it. And like, I would get, 
an hour into it and then forget about it for like a month and go like, I don't really remember what I'm doing. And so I'd start a new game. Either way, the, the, the moral of the story is I've played like the first two hours of Fable myself probably three or four times and I've watched both you and Mitch play the first two hours of Fable. I'm just, I can't get past the first two hours of Fable, Call That's what I'm saying. That There's like some sort of curse and I'm scared to try again. You should play it. It's uh. It's a good yeah. game. Uh, I, you know, Fable Fable's getting rebooted. Like, it's coming back. Um, like, it's in development yeah. right now. So I might just skip all Fables and just play the new one when it comes out. Like, maybe that's that's the way to do it. So, uh, Epic Games coming this week. Hand of Fate 2. It's a card game um, that looks interesting. I don't know. Not my jam, but, like, some people might like that. Um, and Alien Isolation. To discover the true meaning of fear in Alien Isolation, a survival horror game set in an atmosphere of constant dread and mortal danger. I hear that game is scary but i also hear that like the end of it is really repetitive so i played it for like two hours and just was not I don't not know, your jam didn't like it yeah yeah i don't know all good so we talked uh we're, we're getting into troll corner territory <laughs> now um oh, i love this story so much i don't even know what to say about this so um john garvin is a guy who's been at sony bend for apparently he has not worked there for like a year or two um but has worked there since like the the late 90s um and by all report including himself he was kind of let go from sony ben because he's a dick um doesn't get along with people um sounds like kind of a terrible all-around guy um and so he got interviewed by um the dude who created God of War, I don't remember what that guy's name is, um, who runs like a, a YouTube channel and also seems to be kind of one of those like, I'm kind of famous and I've got this YouTube show and I have kind of bad opinions. Um, Gaffy maybe? Uh, Jaffy? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, but the, what, uh, yeah, uh, David Jaffe, yeah. Um, so they did a four hour and 18 minute live stream just talking about video games. I can't imagine... Like, there's not enough money. Like, I don't care who it is. Like, you bring Jimi Hendrix back from the dead and have him play, like, a four-hour set. Like, I might sit through that. But, like... <laughs> You're like, ah, I can catch it. I, <laughs> catch the replay. Um, I, I can just, like, skip through fire that way. It's I mean, who... I wouldn't listen to this podcast for four hours. Like... I wouldn't listen to any podcast for four hours. I, I don't understand who the audience for that is, but whatever. They they talked, I guess, for, for a long time. And one of the things that came out was um, John Garvin saying that if you want a sequel to a game, you should buy it at effing full price. Like, that's why, that's why Days Gone is not getting a sequel, because people didn't buy it at full price. And, like... I, at the surface, yes, that is he's, he's not, not wrong. wrong. But also, Days Gone came out with like a Metacritic rating of like seventy. It was kind of yeah. broken. Um, like people, I heard a lot of people being like, "It's good, but like, yeah, kind of repetitive. Story's kind of bad. Uh -huh. Like, it's uh, voice acting's not great. But like, it's, we're having fun." It didn't exactly have like bad like. It, it, the, the plot line seemed to revolve around like some like poor white dude who just like couldn't, you know, was real repressed, real, real, like, you know, just couldn't get ahead. Um, like real tropesy. And zombies. Yeah, and zombies. And like, I remember watching the, the PAX trailer of that movie, of that game. It was like six minutes long. And I'm like, this is the most boring trailer I've ever seen. So, like, not wrong, 
but also like not like you want people to buy a game at full price it has to be good like yeah <laughs> if you if you've got a new ip and you want it you know people to buy it at full price like it can't be released to like meh reviews and like meh but sales I think even like, even I... more so than that like there's we live in a world now where people make buying decisions strangely like i think i think even i used to be one of those people that like you used to pre-order games because if you wanted a, a copy of that game you had to pre-order it you had to buy it day one when i worked at software etc if like literally if you didn't pre-order that game you were not going to get a copy of it like just flat out um we live in a world now where, first of all, like if you if you want a physical copy of a game, I guess you probably still need to pre-order it. But if you don't, if you want to, you know, a, a digital copy of it, like pre-order it, don't pre-order it, whatever. But we also live in a world where there are so many games fighting for your attention yeah. that unless you're only playing triple A shooters, like why buy it day one? Like I'm, I don't buy any games day one because I'm probably playing something else. Um, I. I don't know if you can say buy my game day one at full price because anyone who's like paid attention to games at all knows that you can wait 30 days and pay 40 bucks. Well, and that's the thing is that that days gone went on sale really fast, but of course it did. It wasn't great. Um, But even triple a games that sell well often are 25% off 30 days later. Like, and if you can wait six months, you can pick up that game for 30 bucks. Or t- I mean, I paid 30 for Phoenix Rising, and that game has not been out that long, you know? And I kind of wonder, like, um, crap, I'm trying to figure out, like, what was released around that time. I think there were other games because that came out the- at the same time, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, like, it's looking like, and basically this thing's like, don't don't look at our things. Disable your ad blocker. And I'm like, why would I do that? Um, but like Mortal Kombat 11 came out, and there was a couple other games that um, also came out. So like, you know, you're you're having to deal with, you know, maybe other people were buying, you know, other. But stuff. also at the same time, like that the game made money. Like I mean, it was Sekiro had just yeah. came out. It came out the month before. So like, you know, like I know those games are not the same. Um, but like, you know, if you're buying two games a year, it might be, well, and if you're buying first person, first person, first party, first party, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I guess to me, like, I, there's a clear reason that people waited on that, but also like how much money does the game have to make in order to guarantee a sequel? Like that game was profitable, you know, yeah. Far Cry New Dawn had yeah. just come out. Like I, there, there's quite a few like pretty big games that, you know, maybe, maybe that's, it why. just seems like an overall bad opinion. Um, yeah. I, I put them in troll corners because I hear the dude's a dick, but, uh, yeah, you know, long and short, like what, what a, what a, he had a lot of bad opinions. They talked for four hours. He, he spewed quite a few of them. So whatever. Any other thoughts, Cole, before we go and forth and do things? Probably dinner. People should try try Domino's. Domino's is good. Dylan and I used to get like a, a medium thin crust. It was like eight bucks and we'd split it for lunch. It was uh-huh. great. Absolutely great. Oh, yeah, like a, I get a, a medium pan, you know, thing. It's I think eight bucks. But like if you get like their 
I don't know, it's like two or three for something. You can get like pizzas for like six ninety nine, yeah. and their sandwiches are really good. Have you ever had their garlic their knots? Sides are really good. Oh, garlic yep. knots are to die for. Um, no, no, no. They're they're stuffed cheese. Bread. Oh, that That's sounds good too. Of. Yeah. I'm- fat for a reason anyway uh we're bite me podcast you can find out more about us at bite me you can follow us on social media at facebook.com twitter.com instagram.com slash bite me podcast you can support us on patreon at patreon.com slash bite me podcast you can join our discord where we the other day spent a lot of time talking about what a dick uh, john garvin is uh at discord.com. No, nope, that's not right. Bitemepodcast.com slash discord. I mean, I guess maybe you could go to discord.com and like find us, but that seems unlikely. I think I would go to bitemepodcast.com slash discord. You can support us on Extra Life at uh, bitemepodcast.com slash extra life or join our team there if you'd like. We're going to start doing some stuff, I think. Maybe, maybe our, uh, maybe our, uh, what the dub should be our first like extra life thing of the year. We'll do like an extra life thing. I don't know what that'll be. It'll be fun. Anyway, call Dylan's not here. Dylan's not here, by the way, just because he had a meeting or something. He got busy. So if you've listened that long, that's why there's no Dylan. It's not because we don't like him. It's just because he got busy today. And we killed him. He's dead. He's so dead. It's real sad. Um, Rip. Bye. Bite me. Bite me. Bite me.